Hello and welcome to Real Living. This is Lavinia Spirito with Mary Lou Nemechek. Yay! And we're back. We're back <laughs> after a few months of technical difficulties. <laughs> it feels like years of technical difficulties. It, it um, does, and it's it, it feels like home now. We finally found a fairy god pos- podcaster guy <laughs> who's helping us. God bless him. And uh, so anyway, uh, without further ado, we have um, a couple of shows I think are going to be kind of fun for you all, even if you are not joining us on this trip. We're going to kind of give you a preview of the pilgrimage that we, that Catholic Way Bible Study is sponsoring, uh, that departs uh, the third week or the second week in January 2023. So coming up, because we're recording these podcasts uh, in middle of December. And we're going to kind of give you a little bit of our our itinerary on this uh, spiritual journey to Italy. Are you excited? You're an old hand at this, having done several of them to Italy and Mm -hmm. to the Holy Land and to um, uh, Spain and so forth and France. So this is really within your comfort zone. And it's always exciting. It's always different. And I've been, you know, very blessed to be on all of the trips to Italy. So um, I'm really looking forward to getting away and going over there. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be really fun. so what are we going to do where we're going to be in the interests of trying to keep um, the number of hotels that we're staying at down, we're only going to stay in two hotels, which I think is amazing considering how much ground we're covering. Right. Right. I think that um, basically here's the deal. I wanted to everybody to have perhaps a little bit of a slower experience, a more meditative experience in some parts of the trip. So we're going to do is we're arriving in Rome. Everybody arrives on their own steam, which should be interesting, but I trust everybody to get to the hotel so that we can meet. You know, of course we can't help delayed flights and flight cancellations, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I think we're just going to leave it in God's hands and -hmm. in the guardian angel's hands. Right. Right. So we're supposed to meet in Rome. Have no fear. Have no fear. Um, our hotel is pretty cool. Uh, it's um, within walking distance of the Basilica of St. Peter's. It's a little bit of a hike, but it's, it's cool. It's not too Oh, bad. it's not far. And um, so that's, that's number one, that we're close to the Vatican and we're close to the various places that we want to see, right? Right. But we won't be staying in the hotel except for one night on the entryway on the beginning end. Because then we are going to take the bus the next day, beautiful motor coach, with our guide. And we are going to Assisi, the mountain town, the hill town of Assisi in Umbria, in the Italian region of Umbria. So first homework assignment. If you're listening to this podcast and you're coming with us, you need to repeat Umbria and not Umbria, <laughs> as people say. Where did you go? We went Umbria. to Umbria. No, it's Umbria. We're going to Umbria. Umbria. And Assisi, of course, is the famous town that is the birthplace of St. Francis of Assisi and St. Clare of Assisi and several of the other Franciscan saints. It's a beautiful place. Every time we go there as a trip, everybody says, oh, I wish we could stay longer. So this time we said, well, okay, 
let's stay longer and use that as a staging place because of where it's located in central Italy to then go to various other spots from Assisi because it's a bit of a shorter ride uh, from Assisi to Siena, for instance, than it would right. be from Assisi to, from Rome to Siena. Okay, so in the interest of time, but also I think in the interest of staying in a more peaceful format, you know, I mean, Assisi's, it's good. in January, it's going to be cold because it's a hill town. Right. It's windy, all that. And it really mm -hmm. is a hill town. I mean, and, you're walking up and down hills, but it's, you know, it's an easy place to go out by yourself or with someone else and just walk around. And I requested this hotel because it's five minute walk from the Basilica. So we're not, you know, again, I try to put our hotels, we do that in the Holy Land as well. We try to stay in, in places where you can walk around on your own if you want to, where you don't have to take a bus or you don't have to take a cab, you know, to get to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Israel or to get to the Basilica San Francis in, on this particular trip or to get to the um, St. Peter's Basilica, you know, from our Rome hotel. So, you know, there's method to my madness. Um, I was looking at the hotel. It looks like a pretty cute hotel. I think it's going to be comfortable. You know, some sometimes when you go on pilgrimage in Europe, you have a little bit of a relative experience, you know, relative comfort, you know, mm -hmm. relative. This is not what I'm used to, that kind of thing. But I think that this hotel is going to be, um, I always follow the, the advice of my travel agency, and they really have yet to steer me wrong. Well, this is this the first time that we've been there overnight. On other trips, we've gone in for, and spent the whole day there. So this is really giving us an opportunity to see it and kind of slow down and really have an experience there. That's right. Rather than just zipping in and zipping out and looking at everything. And Yeah. So we'll have like four or five days in Assisi, which is kind of exciting. The first day we have, of course, you know, the main course, Santa Maria degli Angeli, the, the main church, which is where the Porziuncola, or the famous tiny little chapel church that Francis encountered in ruins and mm -hmm. attempted to repair manually, having misunderstood the message that the Lord had sent, right? The Lord said, Francis, right. rebuild my church. My right? church, and right. It's like, whoa, so okay, well, nails and <laughs> here's this wrecked chapel. Let's trust, start yeah, there, you know. Let's put it back so together. very literal minded, which is kind of, I think, what we would, we also, you know, at the time, what would we have thought? That the Lord wanted us to rebuild the Catholic Church? I don't think so, but it's a kind of a sign of his humility. So the church itself had a church built around it, the Basilica of Our Lady of the Angels, Santa Maria degli Angeli. So that just walking in and seeing the Porziuncola, this little building, like a ship. And in the basement. Within a bottle, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's kind of be... It's going to be really cool. We're going to have mass at the Basilica that first day. Mm -hmm. And so just a little bit, give us some time to, to you know. Well, it's an extraordinarily beautiful church because of the frescoes on the wall, and it tells the life story of St. Francis. And they're absolutely beautiful. And um, you'll, you'll see a little bit of damage in the church in certain places because it's been subject to earthquakes. And I remember the one time we were there, it wasn't long after we had left that there was an earthquake there. There have been several earthquakes since we've been, go since we've been there. Uh, one of them that hit central Italy was rather considerable. Um, but yeah, so uh, what we're going to do, what I'm excited about, is we've had a chapel reserved for our use in the Basilica for two half days or two two-hour periods. 
where we're just going to have a retreat. I'm kind of coming up with developing retreat materials and um, oh, wonderful! Just to kind of have a, a place to just to sit down and come down and have have communal prayer, maybe have a small talk, maybe have some sharing, some reflections, some some time for silent prayer, just something to kind of slow down a little bit, you know, and really take advantage of the meditative, uh, reflective atmosphere, the beautiful atmosphere of Assisi in general, right? So the well, first day. Say One of the again. key ingredients is that you always have a priest come with us. Mm-hmm. That's and right. This is going to be Father Chris Clay. Mm-hmm. So we will have mass with him each day. And of course, if we're having the mini retreat, he will be there too to guide us and, and um, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. So, yeah. And I think that'll be fun because especially the fact that we get our own chapel in the Basilica is kind of cool, right? Right. Um, and we will also, of course, have mass every day. Uh, all our trips, all our pilgrimages have daily mass. That's very important to kind of keep the emphasis on the right place. You know, a pilgrimage is different than a tour. You know, then we're not tourists, we're pilgrims. So right. there is a component of just keeping ourselves before the Lord at all times, right? And, and from my own personal experience being on many of these trips, it's, it's always a different group of people. Mm-hmm. you know, coming from different areas of the country. And you really get to know them, and you mm-hmm. really get to see how this affects their their life, their their relationship with the Lord. I mean, it's so amazing just to watch this. I just, I mean, it's it always makes me so happy. That's why I have to keep going, because I'm going to see someone who's going to be transformed. Mm-hmm. And that's what the pilgrimage is for. That's it's what it's closer for. closer to the Lord. It's that's to right. get to know them. It's they have that personal relationship outside of, you know, being at home with all the the things that go on and distract you. When you're on pilgrimage, you're not distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, you every and everybody is there for the same reason. Mm-hmm. So there's really a power to that. And um, and something that that I cherish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that um, <clears throat> the thing about a pilgrimage or an organized trip like that is that there is somebody doing the thinking for you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about when you have to be ready. You don't have to worry about when you catch the bus. You don't have to worry about what you're going to eat. I mean, you know, yeah, you can make individual choices within those frameworks, but there is, it's all thought out for you so that right. you can just relax and have the experience, the necessary experience, right? <clears throat> so we're going to have a half-day retreat and mass uh, with, um, with the group. And then the next, uh, after lunch, we're going to just walk around Assisi. So I would advise bundling up because, um, nothing can be as cold, I think, as an Italian hill town. Yeah. Right? yeah Cause you get that wind, you get yeah. the wind and you get the, and it's cold and you're like, Oh, I didn't know it was supposed to be. That. I got people coming up to me saying, I didn't know it was supposed to be this cold. I'm like, well, you know, I didn't either, but that's why we say, please, Bring gloves, bring scarves. You don't have to bring Canada Goose or anything like that. You don't have to bring major uh, ski equipment, but I would definitely be prepared um, to be outside for a little bit, considering that we're going to go, we're going to kind of roam all over Assisi, go to the Chiesa Nuova, the new church built over the home of Francis's family, and of, also, of course, the Basilica of St. Clair. And in the Basilica of St. Clair, we're going to see the famous San Damiano <laughs> crucifix, which is an iconic. I think everybody would recognize it, right? Right. Uh, it's everywhere. And it's the crucifix that spoke t- to St. Francis. Francis, right? Saying, 
-hmm. Francis rebuild my church. Build my right? church. And, and it's then, beautiful. I We've love been the water. And then we're going to have the wine tastings and the, you know, I always try to build in like some, you know, some fun experiences like some some uh, gourmet food tour or uh, last time I think we had a, didn't we have a cooking lesson last time? That was fun. Yeah. But I don't think we we have a cooking lesson this time, but I think we do have some wine tastings and stuff like that and dinners um, scattered around the itinerary. The main reason also to pick Assisi is that, like I said, it'll serve for a staging area. And the next day, why? Because the next day we're going to go to Loreto. Loreto. Loreto is the site of the famous, uh, you know, there are two alternative versions as to where right. the Virgin Mary lived and ended her earthly life, right? So if you've been to Ephesus, there's the house where she lived with John and that's where she lived, right? And that's where she was assumed. But then there's also another story, another tradition, whereby the house that she lived in with John was miraculously transported to this small town <clears throat> in central Italy. And, uh, and we have from, um, it was, let's see, the, the, the idea was in 1291, the Virgin Mary's house was miraculously transported from Nazareth to Croatia. Why Croatia? I don't know. And yeah, then, then it, it went someplace it, else. And then it hopped and skipped across the Adriatic Sea and landed in Loreto. So 1294. So there's been a very ancient tradition of veneration of the Holy House. So whatever house this is and wherever it came from, it definitely is the source of a rich tradition of <clears throat> veneration of the Virgin Mary. So that's the main point. Right. Wherever, Many popes have gone there to venerate. Say that again? Many popes have gone there for veneration. Absolutely. So yeah. I mean, and it's just that, you know, I've been there. We, it's actually one of the traditional places. Lourdes and Loreto are the two places where a lot of the, pil the, um, the organizations that bring sick people to those shrines go. So I've been to Loreto dressed as a nurse as, you know, part of a train of terminally ill people who were going to Loreto mm. uh, to venerate the Blessed Mother and all that. So, And then that's pretty fun. We're going to be obviously there all day. And uh, then we'll come back to Assisi, though, which is kind of cool because we'll be returning every night to Assisi and not to Rome. Because you remember? Oh, my gosh, the traffic in Rome. What it is to try and return into yeah. Rome yeah. Um, at the end of a long day. I mean, we're going to be end up doing that one time, but it won't be as traumatic as doing it every night, right? Yeah. The next day, we're going to kind of concentrate more on on Assisi itself. We're going to go to the Carceri, which is a little bit far away. And also, we're going to have a cooking demonstration and a dinner. So we don't get to cook ourselves, but I think that'll be fun. Again, yeah. Umbria and Emilia-Romagna are the two areas where if you ask Italians where people eat the best, that's what they say. They say that um, the cuisine from Emilia-Romagna, which is Bologna, for instance, so lasagne, ragù alla bolognese, all that stuff comes from that area. And you spoke, speak to any Italian and they'll say, oh, that's where you eat the best. But then a close second is the Umbrian cuisine. It's very basic. It's very um, down to earth. There's nothing particularly refined about it. 
but it's excellent. It has really good ingredients, and I think we'll have a well, it's, really and it's always local foods. I mean, it's fresh. It's delicious. It's you're not going to Italy to eat pizza every night. That's for sure. Or hot dogs. I've heard yeah. people say, "Oh, we had hot dogs." I'm like, "You kidding me?" That's those people should be arrested. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go to Italy and eat a hot dog and or a hamburger. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. But anyway, so um, and then the next time, the next day, we're going to Orvieto. Now, do you remember Orvieto? Last time we were there. Oh yes, I do. I was there with my oldest daughter. This time I'm going to be down there with my youngest daughter. Orvieto is a beautiful, beautiful, again, town, um, Italian hill town in central Italy, uh, built on a network. It's honeycombed with caverns below. Remember that whole mm -hmm. system of caverns and grottos and, and tunnels all under the main town of Orvieto? Some of them are natural, but some of them were sort of built into the defense of the town. Well, when you look at it from a distance, it's like on a sheer cliff. Mm -hmm. And you take that train up or transom mm -hmm. or whatever they call that um, to get up to the top. Of course, there's other ways to get to the city, but it's really spectacular. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing you'll experience anyplace else. Yeah, it really is something. And the facade of the church in oh, Orvieto mm -hmm. uh, is just ridiculous. It's one of the most yeah. stunning cathedrals in Italy because it still has all the the original frescoes, you know, that adorn the facade. Was Remember? that where the Pope lived for a while too? Uh, in, uh, well, Viterbo, close to Orvieto. Okay. Uh, so, but the story about the, um, the church in Orvieto, the cathedral, apart from the fact that it's wonderful food, traditional stuff, etc. cetera, uh, but in Orvieto, in the cathedral, there is displayed the famous corporal or cloth from the altar with the bloodstains from the Eucharistic miracle that took place in the 1200s, mm -hmm. right? right. Um, in Bolsena, which is a small town very close by, right? So right. the doubting, the story is what? The doubting priest, we're going to tell the story and then we're going to, we're going to close for today. We're going to pick up the story in another, in the next show. But uh, the, ta the story is what? That... There was a non-believing priest. He was having serious doubts. At the consecration, the host bled, and it bled on. It's one of those fantastic Eucharistic miracles. Uh, bled on to the white cloth, the corporal, uh, that was on the altar. And, of course, that changed his mind, I'd say, and <laughs> yeah. it caused quite a stir. And the pope, who was staying in Viterbo, the, uh, a close-by town, um, had the corporal of Bolsena, transferred to the cathedral in Orvieto for veneration. And who did he call to compose a wonderful Eucharistic hymn? Thomas Aquinas. St. Thomas Aquinas composed Tantum Ergo. Oh. Mm -hmm. Just for the, in the occasion of the Eucharistic miracle of the Corporal of Bolsena displayed in the cathedral at Orvieto, and we're going to be there. I think that's cool. I don't know if we'll be able to view the corporal, but we're certainly going to be in the beautiful insides of that church, which is fantastic, incredible no, frescoes. Church is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. absolutely. So um, I think there's actually um, a chapel in the cathedral where there is a last judgment, remember? There is mm -hmm. the 
famous painting of the Last Judgment, which it seems to have served as sort of a inspiration for Michelangelo to paint his Last Judgment for the Sistine Chapel. And uh, but it has a very sinister because you have you have Jesus and then you have the Antichrist and the the author the uh, the artist renders the face of the Antichrist with the same face as Jesus because he's the Antichrist, right? Mm -hmm. Except that you can tell from the people around him that he is not leading them into justice and peace and well-being. He's leading them into strife and warfare and the end of the world kind of stuff. Right. But anyway, that's uh, that's totally worth it. Plus it has wonderful little town, little um, uh, streets that we can wander around. I think we're actually going to have, yeah, we're going to have lunch there. We're going to visit the underground cha caves. I think it's going to be all in all a beautiful yeah. mm -hmm. trip. They're, they're noted for their white wine there too. Mm -hmm. That's right. And their food. Oh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be fun. We keep talking about wine and food, but <laughs> It'll be good <laughs> it's all really around, good. right? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>